You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Paint the Town Podcast, episode 94. Good to see you, bro. 94. What's up, brother? Dude, I just saw a really cool little uh, a tag right there, man. What's going on with yes. that? This uh, little gift dropped off by uh, Dan, MSK. Uh, came by last night. We had a little uh, stencil session. And, uh, you know, it was one of the uh, Wait, cool MSK as in that... uh, the graffiti... Crew MSK. MSK, bro. Mad Society Kings, man. Yeah. yeah. And um I can't imagine you I was, guys sitting I was together. Thinking the- he was gonna be a younger guy, but it was it was like, you know, closer to my age. Um and just really cool, man. Just really cool to hang out with. This is another one of uh these pieces that uh that he dropped nice. off. See, you have the teacher put on there and the um Dan one. Damn MSK. Did he come over um, with his own um with his own stencil cutting tool or uh yeah you know, no he yeah. was he had everything he had everything all prepared and everything and <laughs> I know, uh, i'm just saying like most people if if some guy comes over with his own like cutting knife from msk like they'd be afraid you, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, that's a good but, point yeah, yeah i mean i'm just point. saying like literally it's, it's pretty cool that like uh uh you know you guys basically just sat around and uh did you give him a class or did you guys just work together on those projects basically um, he's already done a couple of stencils. He's already cut yeah, uh, yeah, stencils. I've... And actually, we uh, he had one, the one that he had with him was uh, was a uh, Gorilla One uh, stencil. Um, that's basically our boy Eddie Donaldson. If you look at the uh, thing yeah. right there, so he basically cut out the, the G One. Um, for those of you who are just listening, it's just basically a, a G One that's made into a design by uh, Eddie Donaldson for Gorilla One. But that's basically the the um, stencil that we cut, and uh, just so that he could, you know, I gave him like some little tips about uh, keeping them clean, how to spray them, and uh, it's awesome, man. Uh, Dude, heard some stories he... and stuff. Asked him if he would come on the podcast, and he's, you know, he's down to come on, and oh, uh, yeah? look forward to having him on, man. Great Dude, guy, that's really awesome, dig him, man. Let's do that. I can't wait, man. That'll be some good stories, man. Hey, I want to, I want, you know what? I kind of, uh, kind of, um, reminded me of something, man, because, you know, Eddie has these dope ass shirts, um, that, uh, uh, picked up. Well, this sticker that I was showing you, this is the whole sticker right here. He's got it with, uh, Little Poverty LA. Uh, it's another, uh, guy that I know that's another one of those guys that are all over town. These stickers right here are all over town. (laughs) I've seen these all over town, man. All over town. I was just saying, like, you know, aren't didn't we pick up like a few extra of those shirts last time? Yeah, I got them right over here. Dude, I was thinking, um, dude, if you're listening right now and then um, you know, you want a shirt, man, um we we can't just give them we can't just like give them away because those are like kind of money. Well, you know, you know I mean? uh maybe we have a contest, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, whoever throws down the nicest comment, you know, uh, most interesting comment or whatever, um, gets himself a uh, a badass. Look at this, dude. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the front. 
This is the back right here. And then Girl seven for seven the letter, seven of course. Yeah. Seven letter, which is the letter G. Um, <laughs> but dude, uh, let me just tell you, these, uh, these are really nice material, man. Um, they, uh, they're just soft. They're like butter. And, um, you know, I, I, I love mine, man. I wear it all the time. It fits really, really nice. I'll tell you, um, there's a lot of people I've seen rocking them on social media, man. I've seen like Retina Rocket. I've seen Risk Rocket. I've seen Teacher Rocket. <laughs> I got I to gotta tell you, I, I rocked it one day when I had to go take care of a, a little situation. A friend of mine, a uh, guy owed him a little bit of money, and um, I just went along just to make sure things didn't get crazy or whatever. And um, the guy was in a bad mood and uh, said a couple of things that weren't really nice. And so I kind of, uh, I guess, got up in his face a little bit. And uh, normally I'm not that aggressive, especially with the, uh, the meditation. You know, the transcendental meditation has been helping me a lot. But, uh, and, and the guy kind of backed down and, yeah, and chilled out. He chilled out and he called my friend later and said, hey, man, is everything okay with your friend? Because, you know, I don't want any problems. I don't want any problems or anything like that because I said something about my ego back or whatever, but I'm not going to do that, you know what I mean? Just wanted to scare the guy a little bit, but um, I was wearing my Gorilla One <laughs> Gorilla One shirt. I can't help but think that that may have, you know, caused a little bit of uh, the aggressiveness, you know, like I didn't want to put up with anything wearing that shirt, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like your anyway, armor, man. That's basically what happened was I, I basically thought to myself, what the hell would Eddie do in this situation, I think is what happened. And I basically <laughs> did what Eddie would have done, and things worked out fine. Like I said, a dude called later. <laughs> My friend's like, is everything cool with that guy? <laughs> uh, uh, Teach, I'm just going to pull up real quick. Um, yeah, we got a couple Hashtag shirts. Peace. <clears throat> we'll do a couple peace. shirts. <laughs> got like a, a medium and a large, but here's Risk with uh rocket oh, yeah. one there shirt actually too man so this is uh i'm pretty sure it's like a uh pretty high in demand shirt um you know you can always hit up uh eddie or just let us know um but we're gonna give some away so i think that'll be pretty cool man Hell yeah. all right so we want to say do a do a contest on when we do this uh <clears throat> we do this post maybe say hey, yeah you know. yeah let's post a picture of the shirt and then uh you know, we got to make it so you got to tag some friends and then uh, uh, we'll, we'll do something, man. Like by the time, uh, you, you know, this episode comes out, we'll think of something. But, you know, we want to give away one of the uh, a couple of these shirts. You know what I mean? So and we're not, we're, well, dude, really, uh, we're not going to give away the one. Huh? You, you, don't worry. We won't give away the one you wore already. You, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, this no, no some, one's getting out. Yeah, this no is not some mine. like weird. This is not some weird like Japanese vending machine, man. Where they, <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you get like fucking teacher's panties and shit. You know, what I mean, no, nothing like that, dude. You know, what I mean, yeah. no. This we're only doing the new ones, man. So, anyways, man. Yeah. <clears throat> well, dude, I'm really excited. Um, we, uh, I'm getting uh, the information to uh, scam right now to uh, to get uh, logged on here. Hell yeah. Um, so our guests is uh goes by um on instagram it's at scam sticker um but this is a guy that i've actually mentioned uh probably quite a few times because um he's been able to um take my technique and uh get better at it than i am <laughs> <laughs> he's uh you know I don't, I don't mind admitting that either you know it's the truth the guy's also a little bit younger um he doesn't have any kids you know so uh <laughs> hey you know what that probably I, I, helps some he's got a 
I got a new sound effect. I got a new sound uh, effect for uh, not having any kids. Oh. <laughs> it's money, baby. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. Money and concerns, man. Money and concerns. A lot of it. Um, yeah, but yeah, man, I mean, we would definitely uh, uh, pull up some of his stuff um, later on and then um, check your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, uh, but I find his work pretty cool, man. What's up with Portland and like skulls, man? Like, cause he, you know. <laughs> well, he does, he does a lot of, um, I guess I would call it uh, zombie. Yeah, okay. Um, like zombie type stuff. of uh, work, not just necessarily skulls, but. Um, okay, okay, you're right, yeah. No, I'm just saying, uh, like, I, I find Portland to be such, like, a hippie, dippy, like, kind of, like, chill place, you know what I mean? But the street art is very, so punk, dude. I love it, you, you know what I mean? So, like, um, looking forward to yeah. that. Well, you know, it's, it's. Uh, I was there, uh, I guess it was a little over two years ago, um, went up and I was able to hang out with these guys a little bit, and it rained while I was there. Okay, um, of course. It actually rained almost every day, but... Um, one of the nights that we were all hanging out, uh, went to a restaurant together, um, and you know it started raining pretty good. And you know I'm looking for like a, a an umbrella or a, a raincoat at least, you know. Mm. And they're laughing at me. They're like, <laughs> what you, I'm like, what? What's the deal with that? You know, what's wrong with having an umbrella? Like, wow, well, you're gonna cry about a little rain, basically? Is that is that how, how it's going? <laughs> It's like, what are you gonna do? You, you're gonna put it. You're gonna, you know, gonna put a raincoat on because it's raining outside. You know, it's like, okay, um, yeah, because that's I don't know how I was raised. Oh, I see him in the waiting room, man. So I'm gonna let him in. Awesome. All right. Yeah, bring him in, man. Bring him in. There he is. Put on your red shoes and dance the blue. Welcome. <laughs> I love it. He's like, da, 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 da. Those of you who are just listening, um, uh, Scam, first of all, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us tonight, man. Uh, taking some time out of your schedule and, and uh, spending it with us. And for those of you who are just listening, um, is that a, uh, I can't, I'm blanking out on that. Is it Jason, Jason from? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a custom hand-painted uh, Friday oh, okay. Jason Voorhees mask. It's got these, uh, basically this uh, cloth in it, in the inside here that's glued, that I can actually see out, but you can't see in. So. I see. Nice. <laughs> do, uh, do you wear that when you go out um, putting stuff up? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see shit. <laughs> Nobody would fuck with you, bro. Nobody. No, I don't think no, 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 no. so. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> that's for sure man that's awesome bro wow yeah, was looking a, at the at the it's like a halloween man. uh thing that we every year we do like hello kitska and i we usually do like a couple's uh you know thing and i and one year i was jason and she was a camp counselor so <laughs> i have a large collection of masks though i really nice that's awesome man i'm just i'm looking at the background behind you man that is amazing oh yeah, this cow what is all it's the sticker nerds three wall part of it i mean a very small section uh 
I threw Sticker Nerds 3 in 2000, uh, what was it, 14, and we got like 100,000 stickers from around the world, and uh, this is like, whoa, uh, some of the wall, uh, like, you can kind of see if I move the, this Oh up. my gosh, it goes on in each direction. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty tall. This is only just one section. We had a bunch more, but uh, this is, I wanted to set it up so it didn't look like I was hanging out in my living room. <laughs> I love it, man. I love the effort, man. That looks awesome. Did you say you had a, how many, a hundred thousand, about a hundred thousand? Yeah, a hundred thousand stickers. I still have so many of them. I haven't wanted to throw a sticker show since then because it's just like way too much work. Bro, you could do you could do sticker packs for days, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> was, that's we awesome. crowdfunded the event. It was like uh, I think it was the first sticker show that was like crowdfunded. I think we did like uh, our goal was like a thousand dollars, and we did like three thousand. I don't know. It's been a long time since you know uh, we did this, but uh, where was it set up? Did you guys have a showing where we're um, so, business or? Yeah, so uh, we did it in Portland, but the thing is, is like, uh, it was just like, it was weird. We met these like hippie people who would do these like ecstasy parties at this venue. Nice, my favorite. It's like <laughs> private parties where there'd be someone playing side trance and uh, everyone on ecstasy. And uh, we threw I bet they enjoyed it. <laughs> well, we threw an event there. We basically rented out the place for like two months and maybe like two weeks before the show happened the fire marshals came in oh no at that time in portland the fire marshals were being used as a pawn to shut down alternative uh you know underground yeah. scenes or urban scenes like graffiti shows hip-hop shows right. street art shows and they basically came in we're like yeah you only can have 25 people in here at a time so oh we actually had to create this ticket system so only 25 people could come in at a time to check out the installation. And then um, at 10 o'clock, we had like over a thousand people that showed up to the event, the one around the block. Um, and then afterwards we did like an after party where it was like, once you come in, you can't go back out. We just Everyone just kind of partied and had a good time. It was a really cool event, but very stressful because it was like, oh, did not yeah, happen. Yeah, any event is always, you know, especially in yeah. the <laughs> Well, the, you didn't get arrested or anything, right? No, no. Uh, boy, James here almost got arrested for throwing an art show in the uh, city <laughs> of industry. Uh, did you ever hear that? Hear about that? No, little... what happened? Oh man! It was just um, well, a you know, one of our resident right? artists, yeah, one of our resident artists, sellout. Basically, you may know him. He has the uh, kind of like Lady Liberty um, wheat paste, basically. But anyways, he was having a sold out art show. It featured a bunch of artists. Uh, it, it was uh, called Sold Out Art Show, and it was on 420, basically. So when uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know um, the cops saw the we the event on Eventbrite or something, and he's like, "Oh no, a sold out art show!" Basically, <laughs> you know, expecting like a bunch of people. And uh, long story I think you mentioned short, something about drinks too. There was a problem yeah, about yeah. the drinks. Yeah, you which... know, there's a problem. They started becoming a major problem. They're like, "All right, um, you know, you can't have drinks here." You know, just and anyways. At the end of the day, we were still we we couldn't have the the party basically the day before the actual event. 
we were all painting the walls. There's a bunch of people there, not having the event yet, basically. We had canceled the event, but we are kind of just painting the walls. The cops came in and kind of just uh, grabbed me and said, hey, you're in charge here. And because, you know, it is my office, basically. And at the end of the day, $2,000 later, you know, um, it, you know, I, I you know, I got it dropped basically, or that's what you, know, you get for, for trying to throw an art show in LA. Yeah, where to go, buddy? <laughs> Fuck you. No, but the cool <laughs> thing is, people's minds. The cool thing is, I, I have a, I have a ticket from the police that says art show on it, man. So I'm thinking about making a T-shirt or something. You, you, you know, you, what you I mean? should. That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they did. They just were. They were just trying to like you guys couldn't even give away like alcohol. Uh, yeah. At the end, they had nothing to do with alcohol. They didn't want any people there. We were recording the podcast. Literally, they rolled up, and then they're like, hey, there's people here. You guys are having an event. Um, we're not having an event. We're, like, recording a podcast. We literally canceled it. We put out flyers that it was canceled, and I still had to, uh, you know, deal with the whole law thing. But anyways, it's kind of like a long, drawn-out story. But at the end of the day, I'm just saying that, dude, cops have a lot. They, they used to have a lot of free time on their hands before uh, the whole George Floyd pro protest, you, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> right, so, so. Dude, I got a question for you. Just just so we're on, like, current events here and everything, everybody has been seeing stuff in the news about Portland and, and how they're going crazy there and everything, man. Um, how close are you to any of the commotion? Do you see any of it? Um, can you just give us a quick uh, take on that? I've been downtown a bunch of times. It's literally only like a two block radius. Like the way the news kind of sells it right now, the narrative they're selling is that like Portland's on fucking fire and like it's rampant anarchists like destroying the city, which is completely a fucking lie. Um, the only time there's people down over in that area is at night. And they're Black Lives Matter protesters. Um, and, you know, and now, you know, that the feds are here, it's brought, a, like, basically, Portland is kind of known as, like, the protest city, okay? There's a protest for any kind of dumb thing you can think about. Normally, you're saying. You know? Um, and so the Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, uh, event that started happening after George Floyd's death, I remember like the second or third day they shut down what's known as the Burnside Bridge. It's the main bridge. Portland's like separated um, from the west and east side by the Willamette River. Well, the Burnside Bridge is the main bridge that goes from the east side to the west side. And I think there was something like 9,000 people laid down on the bridge for like nine minutes to you know, what happened. And wow. So I would say probably like fast forward, maybe 45 days into the protest, it was, you know, through people's live feeds on Facebook is the best way to see what was really happening because news just made it seem like, oh, there's all these violent people. Uh, you know, they're trying to basically frame, like, you know, vandalism is terrorism or violence or whatever. And uh, like graffiti is violence, the narrative they're like trying to sell. And there's probably only a couple of hundred people, like honestly, it, the protests kind of dwindled down a little bit. They were selectively picked in different parts of the city. Some of them like police uh, precincts in like North Portland, 
and other ones like downtown and everything like that. Um, and like from my experience, everything's been very peaceful. It's not like people fucking breaking into shit, stealing stuff. Um, that's happening in other parts of the city, not where the protests are at because the police are so, uh, you know, basically their presence is so much in that one area that crime is happening in other parts of the city and where the news is saying it's happening. So it's like basically people just who are already criminals trying to no, they're taking advantage of the situation basically there's less yeah cops exactly yeah, I, yeah. I, I, i'm gonna pull up a video real quick of the people laying on the burnside bridge real quick it's pretty uh it's pretty interesting because we don't hear about this just seems like some uh stuff we don't really necessarily hear about here down in la you know what i mean at least we just know there's yeah that was there um yeah, wow there's yeah, there a very poignant photo a black and white photo someone took with a drone above uh, where everyone's laying there for nine minutes. And it's like a very, uh, you know. Oh man, I can imagine. I mean, I guess I can like visualize it. That must be really amazing. Can you find yeah. that, Jamie? Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Um, and awesome. so, so like, you know, basically once the feds came to town, once uh, Donald Trump's Gestapo came to town, that's what really fucking pissed off Portlanders. Like, people who were, like, might have been just kind of like, oh, whatever about the protests and everything, they're more so pissed about the government getting involved with people's, you know, freedom of speech. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah, that's what's been aggravating the hell out of me is, like, you know, I um I, I heard that it actually started kind of, oh, yeah, wow. Right there. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Right now, we're looking at the picture that uh, the scam is talking about, the black and white of the bridge. And if you haven't seen it, I advise you take a look at it, because that's amazing. It's very powerful. Yeah, amazing picture. I actually didn't even know about this. Thank you for bringing that up, man. We don't- Oh, yeah. There's some, like general lot, stuff there's here. There's a lot of the crazy stuff. You know, like, you know, I'm sure you've seen the videos of the feds grabbing protesters off the street. Into uh, yeah. unmarked vans, right? I've heard about that. Yeah, it's really crazy, man. They've been targeting people. And in fact, like someone I know personally was targeted by the feds for just going on the train, which is known as the Max train. They were stopped by the feds and asking them, like, started asking her questions, like, have you been to the protests? Are you doing this? She's just like, no, I'm just going to work. Like, what? Like, wh who, why are you talking to me? Like, you know, uh, just kind of weird situations like that. And as someone who does like, you know, uh, political street art and everything like that, I kind of feel like I have a target on me in some ways right now. Um, Dude, I would be totally careful if I were you. I wouldn't be going and getting up around any of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've just- Not kidding, bro. Playing even it if safe. I didn't have kids, even if I didn't have kids, bro, I would be playing it chill right now. Basically, yeah. Um, you know, we've been going like because of the virus and everything. Um, a lot of the street artists here seem to be pretty like, you know, kind of social distancing and like uh, just kind of doing their own thing. But we've been doing this thing like once a week, um, like a bunch of artists and I, like RX and and Citizen and uh, Happy Fangs. We've been going out, we call it Pup. Uh, Paste Up Posse is nice. what we call it. 
we just meet up and we go around the city because a lot of places are boarded up still and everything and you know like a lot of big, spots man yeah and, and like some essential places that were like you know an essential place in portland they're, they're like a restaurant or whatever you know for like if you were someone visiting you'd want to go visit this place they've closed permanently like there's a lot of like businesses that have been like devastated not only from like covid and everything you know but just couldn't you know people are scared for the most part like there's a huge difference between going here in portland and just going right over the columbia river to vancouver um people there don't really care about masks or anything like that they just kind of have this overall attitude like oh it's not that big of a problem it's a conspiracy it's a hoax really interesting See, it's kind of weird because yeah. like so, before I feel like the people who were like saying it was a conspiracy was like uh, the kind of like the far, some of the far right, you, you know what I mean? The people that were protesting the uh, lockdown. Yeah. And now it's kind of just like all these like people who are just pissed off or all kind of getting mixed up all together in one bunch. And they, they all have different agendas, some support masks. So, you know, it's just kind of like. I gotta tell you a story, okay? This literally happened yesterday. I've known this artist here in Portland for a long time. Uh, I don't really, I'm not gonna name names or anything like that. Sure. But she, t the type of person who posts all this like conspiracy theory bullshit about the mask and how it's like trying to control you and the deep state and blah, 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 blah. But then she's selling masks on her fucking website. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> Gotta make money! <laughs> I guess. She, and her excuse is, uh, oh yeah, people were asking for it, but I don't believe in it. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's like selling Bibles and being an atheist. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the cover I made for this Bible. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm an atheist, but isn't it nice? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I watched a, a documentary, a, a short documentary, a YouTube documentary on uh, the Spanish flu of, uh, of, of 1918, 1917, like Trump keeps saying every fucking, okay, not a big deal. Anyway, of 1918, <laughs> and one of the reasons why it was so fucking bad was because of exactly what we're going through right now. It's yep. like, you know, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, we're fine. You know, there's, you know, nothing to worry about or whatever. And then some people were like being careful. Other people weren't. And then they thought it was gone, you know, and then it came back even worse. And then they're like, oh, you know, this is bullshit. The same exact reaction responses that we're having now. And it scares the fuck out of me. Well, what I'd like to say is we have now made it to the fuck Donald Trump section. <laughs> that was all a scam right there we're, we're usually the ones that have like the cool sound effects and, and little things we're gonna do that was awesome man <laughs> put that together i fully before. support your expression of, of your yeah. feelings bro that's what it's all about being an artist man that's awesome thank you i think you know it's like like today you know herman Cain passed away and he like got uh, COVID. and uh it's so funny that like 
Trump doesn't mention anything about the virus or anything like what he said, like about Herman Cain today. And it's like, you go back and you look at Herman Cain tweets and they're all like, it's the pandemic and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, man, we need to get rid of fucking Trump is what we need to do. Like we need, we need to be gone. Like, Real quick, I just want to pull up this, this video. Um, I, I actually was able to, I actually never seen the video of them like pulling up in um, unmarked vans and uh, kind of like taking people. Oh away, yeah, this basically, but this is a great little video basically. So that it's, they're pulling away this guy. He's kind of like dressed up as a protester in black uh, with a hard hat on to, to uh, federal agents and kind of military. They're walking him towards a van basically. And then, uh, yeah, it's an unmarked van basically. So yeah, I hadn't actually seen any footage of it, but I mean, here it is straight up. It's like a minivan. Yeah, it doesn't look like, like a fucking minivan. <laughs> so the protesters have like organized and figured out um, that Enterprise is the one renting them the vehicles. And oh. That the feds are staying at the Marriott Hotel uh, and have given out their corporate numbers for people to call and complain. And be like, I'm never going to use your services again because you are literally helping fascism exist right now. Wow. Yeah, the hotel business is really hurting right now, man. They got to sell it to the fucking Gestapo, dude. It's crazy. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Holy shit, man. Dude, you know what's also (laughs) crazy? Do you remember there's this guy known as Umbrella Man in the Minnesota riots, basically? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this is real crazy, too. Uh, For the audience that's kind of just, like, looking at it. He's a hell's angel. Yeah, they they basically... Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if he's, he's not a cop, but he's a uh, white supremacist, basically. They caught, yeah, uh, they were able to identify him, a um, uh, 30-year-old man, basically. And he was just going around breaking windows, and they actually set this uh, auto zone on fire. And uh, that's actually what started off the whole, like, kind of riot. I, well, I don't know if that's a narrative that the media is trying to push, basically, or whether it was the first fire. But I remember it was, like, one of the What's first. What's with the fucking umbrella? Um, um, is he trying the, to draw from like the JFK thing? I think maybe going? it's a signal. It was a signal at one point to be like, "Don't snipe me. I'm a part of your guys' group." Or whatever. Yeah, I think I think normally they they, they do sure. the umbrellas. <laughs> they do the umbrellas to kind of like block the the rubber bullets, I guess, or I don't know what the fuck, or the tear gas. You, you know what I mean? Doesn't like I said, it's weird. A lot of people are carrying umbrellas. I'm not, you know. It's just like yeah, one here of those. an umbrella man at the JFK shooting. You know that. Yeah, no, yeah that's true. That's true. The umbrella man on the grassy knoll. Hey, just real quick. Not let's that I've it. ever gone down that <laughs> rabbit hole before and watched uh, 15 YouTube videos about hey, since, this. Since we're on the topic, man, recently I've been watching. We're all stuck at home, man. Like, I've, you know, we're all, I'm watching like documentaries, dude. I would love to know everybody's opinion on like the JFK thing, man, because uh, since we're on the topic. Scam? Um, Any you thoughts, know, Sam? Uh, I, 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 I really like cons- conspiracy theories and stuff nice. like that. It, it kind of, but the thing is, is now it's so like out of control. It's like, that is completely unbelievable, you know, depending on like lizard people and fucking 5G causes COVID. Right? Oh, yeah. All that kind of <laughs> shit is like ridiculous. Like, like you realize that the modem sitting in your room right now actually has 5G capability. <laughs> like, for the last, like, 10 years. Like, 
Like they just didn't have the towers set up yet. <laughs> I know. It's you like, just scared the hell out of a lot of people. <laughs> I know, probably. Yeah. You know, the thing is like the same exact type of conspiracy theory is coming out when 4G came out too. And people have such short memories that like um it, you know it's like oh 4g makes you sick it just didn't covid wasn't a thing at that time so that conspiracy theory didn't gain traction you know what i mean but uh yeah man conspiracy theories the only thing like you know they always like kind of like how they're all connected dude i love how like all conspiracies they're all connected some way somehow you know you know what i mean like i i, I was told that anthony bourdain was actually killed instead of he didn't kill himself because he was trying to uh and also Kobe he's because, exposing the pedo ring or whatever yeah <laughs> You know, shit like and that. Man. Same with Chester from Lincoln Park or whatever. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and Kobe too. You know, he, they're trying to save us from the vacciners, basically. That, 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 you see how it's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason for everything. The mental Wait, gymnastics, like some people have to do to like connect A to B to C. It's like sometimes. <laughs> It's what like fuck? it's like it's almost easier just to believe the actual uh, factual the stuff that come up, comes out of the news because it's like it's less complicated than this conspiracy theory. You, you know, you know what I mean. You end up going with Occam's razor. You know exactly. Like, <clears throat> you know, you know what though? I recently watched this one JFK documentary on uh, this guy who's just basically going out and disproving all the conspiracy theories, and I was like, okay. Uh, I think one of the big big things is like how is the bullet pristine and how do they find it on the gurney uh, of the side magic of magic bullet the magic bullet theory right but I, yeah. I don't know this guy was basically saying that normally if you hunt there's a certain grade of bullet that'll that'll kind of like shred apart because it's made out of aluminum or something like that but basically the type of round that Oswald used was like a military grade now I looked up military grade doesn't that, doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean it'll still there's still gonna be marks on it. Yeah, right. you, you, you know what I mean. I can so, talk. To, I can tell you about this shit now. I can talk to you about. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. So it's just like I'm just saying that this is the uh, the people who are kind of dealing against, uh, willing dealing against the conspiracy, or they're saying that oh, it's a military grade, you know. And at first I was like, oh, okay, that's a good satisfying answer. And then I looked up. I Even like, if it is, it I was like, wait, matter. wait, wait, what the fuck does a military grade bullet mean, man? So I looked into that, and there's basically it doesn't mean anything man there, there's no difference no. i mean there's like it's just they actually make military grades cheaper because they, they don't care about like the accuracy as much <laughs> that's what i found online you, you know what i mean because they're using so many rounds too and, but the yeah. thing that no, when it comes to bullets there's the full metal jacket then there's you know hollow point there's different like you know incendiary tips and stuff like that but any any type of bullet is going to have marks and i don't care what grade it is if it hit bone especially maybe. if it's supposed to do what they're talking about doing what they're saying it did no it's all bullshit you know what um i'm a little curious um scam. sorry um <laughs> i would be well no we like you know, we like talking about shit we like talking about all types of stuff here but i'm just um you know i keep glancing down and seeing all the artwork here behind you um how did you get involved with artwork to begin with at a young age what was what was like your draw to, to being an yeah. artist I'm originally from North Dakota. Uh, I was born and raised uh, there. Um, in the early 2000s, I actually like uh, created, I, I had a, my best friend, he was an artist, and I wasn't really interested in art. I was more into music and stuff like that. Um, and Were you uh, like a metal guy or a punk guy? Or uh, industrial, I was industrial electronic music, drum Hell and bass. Hell yeah, okay. 
straight like some uh, some like some like nine inch nails kind of stuff basically oh yeah skinny puppy i was all super goth out junior nice. high and high school nice. but my best friend his, dad, his parents went through a divorce his dad got this swanky he's a photographer for the washington post okay so he got this swanky house that he let his son like who's my best friend his name's anders um basically have this room to do whatever he wanted and we get stone and i'd like sit there and watch him paint and i would make suggestions i'd be like hey you should try doing this or that and one time we're like hanging out and he just like looked at me and he was like rushing he like threw it on the floor he's like you know what why don't you fucking do it and, I was like, <laughs> and so i started like getting into i did the style back there where I was painting with like ice and snow where I was doing these like abstract outsider art because it gets so cold there in the winter time uh, you know like the coldest <laughs> it ever got growing up was like 80 below zero holy uh, shit Jesus yeah right like two minutes outside you're dead like it's that yeah. cold. oh my god can't even it's like walking into one of those like walk-in freezers, basically. I mean, even colder no. than that. No, no, it's worse. Than that. It's ten times worse. Jeez. Uh, it's so yeah. cold that you have like you by your eyes, uh, you get you start tearing up and they turn into ice, like right next to your eyes. Oh eye. my god, you have, man! You have a beard. You got like a Kurt Russell beard from the thing. You know what I mean? It's like. Jesus. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh my and, god. So I was living back there and like, I wasn't, I, I got known for doing that like outsider abstract ice art that would like freeze canvases with and slowly unthought them. And then I started like discovering like stencil art because I tried to get into the gallery scene and then I just realized all these things I fucking hate about it. Like standing there, like talking about the piece and being like, this is what it means, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Like, no, I'm just going to let it kind of speak for itself. Like, and like, so I think that taught me like a really valuable lesson, even before I really got into like, you know, being a serious artist. And so I had this uh, friend uh, that we were doing these like collaborative paintings together. Uh, we called it the bucket of souls actually is what we called it. And um, we were mixing like stencil art with uh, like abstract outsider art and then he like introduced me to, to like property mail labels he gave me you know property mail label he's like yeah, you could just put your art on here and then you can do you put it anywhere and I'm like, fuck i don't need to get permission from a gallery or anything and so then i started figuring out how to do like stickers and stencils and posters and then i, I moved to portland and like uh, I came out here in like 2007 and I just never really felt a place where it's like I felt comfortable enough like I belong there and I came to Portland and I felt like this was my calling you know and Portland's a wonderful um, place man definitely yeah and sure enough like you know I started getting more into stencil art and then I learned so much from your style and, you know the way you do stencils and stuff like i was everything with the bridge method before that and when the mesh method was introduced to me by a teacher i was like fuck now i can turn anything into a stencil <laughs> yeah i was just telling these uh james and everyone before uh we we got you on that um 
we, I've actually mentioned you on here quite a few times because you are uh, one of the few guys out there who has taken my technique and can actually do it better than I can. And that, <laughs> I'm just that's, an anal asshole is really what I am. <laughs> me too. I am also. You, you don't have any kids, so you got more time for it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, um, dude, I've, 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 uh, I've never seen anyone um, use the technique uh, better. You, you've really uh, you've mastered it. And, um, you know, I'm not kidding when, uh, when I say people, when you, uh, when you see his work, um, you know, uh, you may not, it may not appeal to you or whatever, but you've got to respect the uh, skill and, and craftsmanship and talent that is involved in, in what the, the time that this guy puts in. Um, I was able to, to spend some time at, uh, at Scam Studio when I was up there a couple of years ago, and I saw how he <laughs> how he works, how meticulous this dude is. You know what I mean? And I spent and, like um, 200 hours on a stencil this last year. It took me like four months to finish. Oh wow! Oh man! <laughs> See, I I, I um. It was I maddening. I was getting time. pissed <laughs> at the end of it. I was just like, God, I want to be over with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally feel you, man. Sometimes you're just like, um, you, you know, especially when writing music, man, you're just like over the song already. And then it's like, you're just not even done. You're just like, fuck it, man. I, it's this is taking so goddamn long. This is so frustrating. I can't imagine with you guys, it's actually like, you know, it's a meticulous handwork, dude. You know what I mean? So your My situation is a little bit different. Just because um, I only have a certain amount of time that I can work on this before, like, I have to go do something with the kids or, you know, something here at the house or whatever. So, you know, if I find a, a, a time, you know, block of time, then, you know, I try to get it done within that block of time. Um, so, like, I don't even have time to, um, to do the... Um, just the uh, the massive uh, stencils that that Scam does. I mean, just the amount of detail and, and I usually, size. I usually blow them up to uh, four by six, like four feet by six feet, just to get in. Like, because I illustrate everything on in like Photoshop or whatever, and then I'll mm -hmm. print it out on paper so I can just still. I don't have to think about it. I can sit here and watch the thing for the hundredth time and just cut out my stencils or glue them down. Um, Almost going to autopilot, right? Yeah, basically. And it's like, that's what's like relaxing for me. Like some people are like, they, the worth, the work ethic that I have is something that I've learned from growing up in North Dakota because everyone there has nothing to do. Either <laughs> they smoke meth or, oh. or they're alcoholics. Like that, there's uh, only four things to do there. And sure. Like so, my. Wait, sorry, my can you repeat that? They, you said they smoke meth, they're alcoholics, and then I didn't catch the other two. They, they have babies, like. Oh, they have babies. <laughs> Nobody smokes weed out there, shit, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, marijuana out there is like if you get busted with it, it's like getting busted with heroin. Oh it's my god. The, it's they put it in the same class. Okay. And That's fucked like, up. Yeah, it is fucked up. Um. You know, out here, uh, Oregon, we were the second state for legalization. And now it's like when people smoke weed or like, I've been pulled over by the cops before. And I got weed in my car and they can smell it. And they're like, you got weed in the car? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, smoking it? I was like, doesn't look like it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right, have a good day. <laughs> you know, that's it. So, 
That's yeah. the way it should be, really. I mean, man, that's yeah, so no, crazy. It's like backwards as fuck in North Carolina, then basically in terms of the weed laws, man. Right? Damn, man. Yeah, North in North Dakota. Yeah, there. It's yeah. or North Dakota. I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, actually, this I grew up in Bismarck, which is the state capital. Uh, for the last 25 years, it's been in the top drunkest cities in the United States. The average North Dakotan drinks four times more than what the average American citizen would drink in a year. Oh, my. Oh, Jesus. So, cheers. So, <laughs> but I escaped. <laughs> I mean, do people kind of like, uh, are they kind of like a little bit, you know, like Minnesota people, they're like, they talk with, they speak with the kind of like a. Oh, yeah, like a, don't you yeah. know? <laughs> kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> They say those. They say their odes really long, like. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? I mean, in Canada, <laughs> they say a boot, you, you know, instead of a, about, basically, right? You're right. It's it's certain words like uh, the word bag, like they say bag, you know, instead of. You really got to work on that one. Yeah. Whenever I go back to North Dakota, I kind of there's certain words that I'll say, like people be like, "Where are you from?" Like. I don't really have much of an accent. It's just like certain words like roof, like, you know, like people, or like bag, like people will be like, huh, what? But it's like, I, I still don't know what you're saying. Are you trying to say bag or bag? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, like my mom, she'll be like, be like, did you have a good day today? And she'll be like, no. <laughs> what? So they're a little can Canadian kind of. They're a little Canadian, yeah, like Minnesota people, basically. Like yeah, they got that accent going on. Okay. It's it's like a Norwegian type thing. Oh it's yeah, you're right. It it is. There's a lot of probably like like it's a little bit Swedish too. You know, like they kind of have this Scandinavian, like, Norwegian, yeah, German. Okay. Shit, yeah, I never really thought about that. That's that's totally like no one really thinks from. about North Dakota. It's nothing special. The only <laughs> thing that's happened there has been like terrible things, like the no devil thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And the, like the pipeline and everything. Yeah, the pipeline and like. And what, what's else. North Dakota's like claim to fame, man? Because literally, I thought South Dakota had that pipeline, bro. So. <laughs> No, 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 South Dakota uh, has the uh, Mount Rushmore. Oh, Mount Rushmore. You know, you're right. You're right. You're right. South Dakota. That's South Dakota. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, the, like, what is North Dakota's are... like? Uh, you know. You know. Like, when people come visit you in Bismarck, what'd you guys do? Like, take them to go do? Just curious. Yeah, uh, not anything. Like, go to the Badlands. <laughs> it's a small little section of the western part of the state. Not the most popular thing that people know about is Stakakawea, uh, and people say it wrong all the time. Like people say, Sakakajoia. It's not pronounced like that. The two tribes, the Native Americans out there, they pronounce it Sakakawia. That's how they say it. Um, so, and uh, where Sakakawia was at um, was like maybe like five minutes north of where I was born. Um, her tribe lived in this place. They called it Double Ditch or whatever. And there's like some other places around there where. Sakakawea's tribe lived there and stuff like that. Damn, I don't know. man. No, I, I, historical, uh, fucking lame. I'm just taking a look at. <laughs> I'm just taking a look at North Dakota. It's the only one of the only states that I know that's like it's got. It's almost like a rectangle, and they got a freeway driving a, basically through the fucking middle of it. You, you know, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I've been across it. <laughs> it's flat. It's flat for all you can see. There's no. There's no trees. It's like big sky. Yeah, pretty much. You ever missed it, man? 
I, the only thing that I miss about North Dakota is the thunderstorms. We don't really get thunderstorms out here, like lightning and thunder and stuff like that. It's more like, you know, of course, it's the Pacific Northwest. It rains and everything like that, which personally, I feel like the rain is really good because it calms people down. Like summers in Portland are always just fucking nuts. Like it's just like every day there's something usually going on. It's like crazy and everything, not necessarily with COVID, but all my other previous summers, it's like, fuck, I cannot wait till the rain to come. It just slows everyone down. It just, I don't know. It's just like, what is the deal with, I was telling James earlier, uh, because when I was there, it rained, um, I think most of the days that I was there and we were, we were out downtown and uh, I think uh, I was out with RX or whatever. And, 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 and it was raining, it was raining. And so, um, you know, like I'm asking for a, um, an umbrella or like a, a rain jacket or whatever. And these guys are laughing at me. Yeah. You, you can tell like someone is like, not from portland if they're like walking around with an umbrella it's like everyone here is like it's like a badge of honor and being like i don't need an umbrella you know? <laughs> <laughs> i'm tough i'm a portlander you know? but even the rain jackets i mean like they're like oh, i'm fine uh, i don't even own a rain jacket i, I don't uh, until this protest <laughs> <laughs> i don't i've lived here for 13 years i've never had a rain jacket See, Until the protest, man. About, I mean, holding umbrella, it, it does seem like a little bit extra. You, you, you know, oh, it's like, oh, it's water. It's I, I feel you. I get it, man. But a rain jacket. I mean, I have a rain jacket. It's Depending on where you're at in the city, some like, you know, ritzy businesses will actually have like umbrellas for you to just take when you leave and you can bring back like. What a privilege, someone. man. A fucking umbrella, I just, dude. dude. I just remember I'm like trying to hide under like, you know, over things, you know, over uh awnings or whatever and running along down the street or whatever and um i was with rx and um oh fox i think fox was there with us as well <laughs> these dudes were just like right out right out on the side yeah. you know i'm skipping up under the awnings trying to keep them getting ready they're just like you know not even with the collars up or anything like that man they're yeah. just like no man what are you what's what are, why are you going under the awnings and everything teach <laughs> like, it's a natural response, I guess, to get out of or make at least a, an effort to avoid the rain in, in some way. <laughs> no, like people here, like it's like a badge of honor if you're like totally stoked and cold. <laughs> it's like, don't be a pussy. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> See, I told you, James. I told you. <laughs> No, it's but true. I love. It. But you know what? One thing about Portland, man, the food is fucking amazing up there, man. Oh my god! Oh yeah, it is. I mean, Holy you cow, know, man. first the beer, the food. I mean, you, you know, you go get some biscuits, man. Like shit, man. Damn, dude. Like we, we are some... pretty lucky. Like I believe, like in the top ten, like uh, restaurants rated around the United States, Portland has three of them. Yeah. City. Yeah, I remember. I remember hearing that when I was there, and um, uh. Dr. Scott, uh, back when he was, when I was there, he was, you know, still pretty active. Um, you know, he took me to a couple of places. I fucking can't remember the name of them, but oh my God, one was an Indian place. Another one was just like, I don't know, just odd, odd sounding food or whatever. But and then he took you to Pac Pac, which is like a wing yeah. uh, place. Yes. Is that That's the like his favorite place? place. It's kind of like yeah. an eight. 
They're not. It's like Vietnamese wings. Um, yes. And but they're not really doing too well. It's kind of crazy. Like I kind of mentioned, like uh, some of the businesses out here aren't doing too well. Like for example, like you know, people, artists, street artists come from all over the world to visit here in Portland because of Portland's like sticker scene and all the different artists that exist here. And a lot of people like, well, let's go get some food to eat after we've walked around or put up posters or done stencils. We go to this one place all the time because it could fit so many people. It's called the Montage. It's like a Southern bistro place. It's, it's a Portland staple. It's been around for like 40 years almost or something. And um, the gimmicky thing they had is like, you, know, you order your food, you can't finish it. They would take your food, like uh, if you want it to go, and they turn it into like with tinfoil, like a sword. Like they come out and be like, here's your to go food, or, or like a chicken, or like, like a swan. Very creative. Like nice. weird things. And like it was kind of known as like a Portland staple, and it didn't survive. Um, there you go. There's a oh, swan. very cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that right there. Um, that'd be like to-go food for montage like, oh man so their business like didn't survive they just announced it and what we did uh, as street artists we they boarded up the place we went and put posters on it some people put graffiti on it and everything and like three days ago i drove by it they buffed all the graffiti and they left all of our street arts they literally painted around some of our posters and stuff Nice around it because they don't they they appreciate what we did and they just announced like yesterday that the montage is actually going to be doing a food cart thing that they aren't the the buildings closed but you can still go get the really good food from their food cart opening up next month. So, nice, nice. A you lot gotta, of orders were really upset, you know, um, when it closed. Damn, if you think about it, though, I mean, like, there's so many restaurants that are in trouble right now, man. I mean, they're saying like 60% of restaurants could not bounce back. Jesus. Yeah. Now with the social distancing that they're that they have to go by at this point is there's no way. And who Um, wants to go out to a restaurant and eat with it's just it's it's uncomfortable. It's not like relaxing. No. Yeah. I mean, taking a risk right now to get COVID to fucking have a sandwich or a burger. It's like. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's it's hearsay, but basically, we, me and Teach were just talking to, uh, to you know somebody yesterday, and they were saying that they they were in Miami and they went out and had one oh, meal, oh God. one oh. meal with his girl with his fiance, um, out of Miami, Wife. and then uh, yeah, four days later, basically, uh, you, you know, bam, there you go, he, he had COVID, fever, man. headaches, and it was yeah, so it was just one meal too, so that that kind of scared the time. shit out of me, man. You, one you know little I mean? mistake. Right. Because yeah. because I actually went out to like uh I mean uh this is a long time ago now, but I'm just saying like uh when they opened up the first time I went in, you know, went to a restaurant and then I was just like, Okay, like but I didn't feel comfortable either, man. It's like you feel like you're risking It's uncomfortable. Your, yeah, Definitely. you feel like you're risking your life that you're like, This is not yeah. worth it. Well, man. I just like, can't help but think, gee, I hope the chef is healthy, you know. Right. You know, maybe did he while he was cooking kind of go, you know, all my food. <laughs> Well, I asked my I asked my my brother who's a doctor, and he said it can't transfer that way. It's got to transfer respiratory, you know. What I mean, basically from like 
one like cough into your lung basically that's how it's got to transfer so we're okay on the food or else i'd be like i don't even want to order takeout man <laughs> we, we've been ordering takeout to try to support some of the businesses we really like you know yeah, yeah. and i can't i can't stand my own cooking anymore man fuck dude. i think everybody's yeah. like that too right here like, i think everyone's like at that point like fuck i'm tired of eating fucking mac and cheese noodles that i just use water and fucking <laughs> You know what? I must say, um, huge, huge shout out to my wife because she has been like getting these little recipes and stuff from uh, um, a book from, I forget who the hell it is, some lady that she likes or whatever on one of her YouTube things, but got some kind of recipes that are, you know, kind of not so hard to make meals. And um, she's been really good about, you know, spending extra time it takes to, to prepare the meals. And it's hard because, you know, I'll help her a lot of times, um, but That's awesome. we'll spend like, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, sometimes longer preparing the meal. And then the kids come in and these little fuckers, they're not there longer than like seven or eight minutes. You're like, <laughs> you're like, no, you're going to fucking sit here at least half as long as it took us to prepare the shit. You know, it's like, that's, one of the problems that I always had with, you know, um, spending a lot of time fixing food was I had a, you know, back when I was single for a long fucking time, <laughs> my, my, uh, you know, equation was, you know, I'm not going to spend longer than it takes to um, eat the meal fixing it, you know, doesn't make, <laughs> didn't make sense to me to spend 45 minutes preparing a meal and then only about, you know, 10 minutes just eating it. That's you so know? funny. I've never, th I've never, and that's that. horrible. I've never thought of like food as, as taught. I need to save a certain amount of time and food. Like food was never the, the prep time has never been. Teacher's like, man, I could be cutting out a stencil right now. <laughs> fucking this is taking too long. No, it's true because I mean, a true, like, you know, a person who enjoys food, man, you're like, I don't give a fuck how long that shit's going to take, man. This is going to be perfect when I eat it, dude. Like, Hey, we got to give it that. That's big up to teach though. Cause he's told me before, like, we're not a cooking fan family man like pretty much you guys like eat at all the time so that's it's really amazing that you it's boiled it's, water like i was great at boiling water for a long fucking time you know the toast <laughs> i'm ready to toast breakfast i'm not a cook kitska's the cook so <laughs> ah, okay good that's all. thank goodness for her man shout out to kitska we look forward to uh speaking <clears throat> to her soon yeah we're gonna have her on next episode right but hold on i want to kind of do our section because we haven't taken a look at uh um uh, oh yes scams feed real quick so we're gonna uh, Shoot up. check your feed check, your, check feed. your feed check your feed check your feed check your feed there you go all right so we just pulled up i um, love the little bell being <laughs> <laughs> gotta give it some production man you, you know what i mean shit dude hell yeah so we start it, off as just check your feed and <laughs> So, dude, I saw some really cool sensible. I want to kind of go down to one that you can clearly see that uh, using teacher's technique and also very relevant right now. I saw this one in decline Trump that you did that uh, I wanted to pull up basically to tell me if I passed it already. I think you're in my uh, right photo. Oh, right, oh, it's right here, right here. So check that out, man. The detail in that one using... This is using teacher's I, technique. I can show it to you. I can grab it. I'm working on it right now, actually. Oh, you're still oh, wow. working on it. Yeah, here. Hold on one second. <laughs> oh, awesome. 
Dude, we're taking a look at it right here. Look at the detail on this, man. I mean, I'm just yeah, zooming this is what in. I'm talking about, dude. This is what I'm trying to tell you that this guy is, you know, just as good, if not better, at my own technique. Yeah, look I at his hair, this. man. Hold on, I'm gonna. All right. He's got the uh, the patience for it, and he's got whoa. That's it right there. I still have this part here to glue down, and then this whole part right here and down here. But I don't know. Holy uh, oh my gosh. This is probably about a hundred hours already. Um, the face, all the detail on the face here, it took a long time. <laughs> it's oh, not finished. Holy cow, man. That's amazing. So what is that, about three feet by four feet? Yeah, that's uh, three or four feet. I think it's four by six. Now, uh, once I'm done with it, I'm sending a bunch of posters uh in decline actually so awesome. i got a bunch of stickers like printed and i sent them a bunch and everything and they sent them out in sticker packs and stuff like that so um, all right i got uh, your i, actual, I got your actual way. feed pulled up now um dude man some of these like like it's so punk rock man a lot a lot of the stuff that like uh your imagery <laughs> man I, I dig that like kind of like raw kind of like walk into the bathroom kind of look like <laughs> you, you know what i'm saying and uh damn man yeah. the detail in these are yeah I did that that's a uh zombie baby that's about six feet tall by Holy know, cow. three feet or something um Ooh, like nice. two stencils i had to do it's too big for the my setup like if i had a larger studio because i have a garage that just a single car garage that i've converted into a studio where you know i do all my printmaking and all my stenciling and everything teacher's been there and stuff like that he yeah. sees yep. you know how big it is and if i had Blew a me away dude how how uh how big that is yet how much how much you're able to produce out of there is uh is amazing yeah these are silk screen stickers um Damn, these are man holes that i printed Telling you, dude, scams the man, dude. No, you know, because at first, at first, no, when you, when I first stumbled upon your work, I thought it was like a lot of people draw on the the labels, basically. You know what I mean? But when I found out it was actually stencils, I was like, holy crap, man! These are silk, so those are yeah. silk screen, and I actually hand painted some of the backgrounds are kind of like oh yeah, the, same. Mm -hmm. the color basically in it, right? I, I would do with the, you know like my abstract outsider art is like kind of like those. I some love the mashups, man. I love the way you do that. What What do you think makes more? Combining the background with the with the uh, you know with the silk screen is uh, you get like each sticker is different basically. Each sticker is an original. And, yeah. Um, I just I'd never seen anything like it before. I I saw his work. Um, what what do you that? think makes Portland's sticker scene like kind of so vibrant, man? I mean, you're saying that Portland's kind of known for their sticker scene, right? Yeah. So when I first moved to Portland, there was really only like three people doing stickers. It was me, oh, okay. a guy named Nasty Nate, and say, and then we out all the time and you know doing stuff and uh, started meeting other people who got inspired. Like RX was inspired. I seen all the scam stuff around the city for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden I noticed all these skulls showing up, and then these whales. That was the lost cause. He was doing these whales, and then we like we threw the first sticker nerd show I think in 2010, and then 2011 we threw sticker nerds two, and then that's when it's like a bunch of other people started showing up. People like um, 
Magical, who's like another sticker artist out here, still active. Dr. Masturbator. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to rasturbate means to make something into tiny circles, by the way, okay? Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, hold on a second. You got to... I, I misunderstood what you said. <laughs> no, Dr. Um, Rasturbator. Uh, like he's rasping, like making little, little circles. Got That's, it. My bad. It was a uh, uh, sonic um, illusion. I, uh... <laughs> we had a guy doing like Kanye PDX who was like, he was doing these, uh, he was basically made Kanye into everybody. And they were all over the place. They were everywhere. And he did this other thing too, where he made these like styrofoam cupcakes and he would put them on the top of stop signs. And people are like, who's putting all these cupcakes everywhere? Not real. They're not real. They're like styrofoam. You couldn't eat them. So, um, and just through the years, there's been all these, you know, like kind of like cycles of different artists coming and going you know some people were only in the scene for a little while we actually have a term for it out here um we'll say like oh they didn't last a sticker season you know <laughs> <laughs> so, you know uh, it's just like oh you're not gonna make it through the season you know like i've never been doing this for so long you see someone come along it's just trying to be all tough and you know try to make beef with a bunch of people or whatever just oh, out there and it's like yeah you're not gonna last a sticker season and they never do so, <laughs> scam um, have you ever had uh any problems with the law anyway oh, uh, let, me, let me ask it a different way you ever had a cop roll up on you yes i've had two different occasions here in portland and every single time i've gone to seattle i've been stopped by the police <laughs> and I have two, I can tell you two stories. Um, so uh, one time I was in just Southeast Portland with some friends. Literally, I don't even think we were or like putting up street art. I think we were gonna go get like a cup of coffee. And I just happened to like put a sticker on like an electrical box. And all of a sudden I hear from behind me someone being like, hey, hey. And like, I'm like not paying, I'm like, I heard them, but it's not, I'm gonna like, pay, I'm gonna play it dumb, basically. You're not gonna acknowledge that you're doing something wrong by turning around and looking like, am I doing something wrong? Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna be like, oh shit, you know. I'm gonna be like, huh, what? And like, I turn around. There's a police officer. He's across the street, and he saw me put the sticker on there, and he's like, that's illegal. And I was like, I'm like, what? What's illegal? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, that sticker there, you can't put that there. And I was like, this sticker? And I just tore it off to the box. <laughs> and he's like, you've been doing this all around the neighborhood, huh? And I was like, yeah, it's for a band. And he's like, well, I don't want you, I don't want to see any more of that. And I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. We're good to go. Have a good day. See you never. And that was like, that was it. it just, oh my God. <laughs> and another oh. time, so, uh, basically, I always carry around a little uh, rattle can with me because out here in Portland, we do have uh, some sticker artists who are Nazis, like uh, like Nazi rapists, uh, put up white supremacist shit or whatever. Oh, and whoa. I just black it out like I'm the buff. I don't really give a shit what people think or whatever. Like, you don't have a voice for that kind of stuff in the city if I'm here. Like, it's just, I'm not. Awesome. 
I'm not gonna nice. put it up with it. So I can respect that. So uh, I was like walking by a donut shop, mind you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right by a donut shop, and like I pulled out my can and I sprayed out the sticker or whatever, and I was like putting up one of my own stickers, and and like the guy did not see me use the spray paint can. He saw me put the sticker up on like this pole. And he like pulls up and he's in an unmarked police car. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing, I'm standing here. And he's like, you can't do that. And I was like, can't do what? And he's like, you can't put those stickers on things. He's like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's for a band. And I'm like literally leaning on a telephone pole with a bunch of like rusty staples on it and everything. And he's like, you see that pole right there? He's like, you can put your band flyers up on there. And I was like, hmm. I was like, I never thought of that. That's a great idea. Have a <laughs> <laughs> and he just laughed. And that was it. So, I just feel like dumb. That's, like, that's, oh, a, that's a good, uh, it's a good, that's a good, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can. That's I think you can pull it right off. You, you know, what I'm saying that you're in a band. Uh, if you were wearing that mask, though, I don't. I, I don't. Maybe they believe you. Actually, maybe you're part of Slipknot. You know, so. Yeah, I'm like trying to just. Oh, he's got. Like, he's got a band. Like he could be in a band. He's got that look to him. But let me just uh, so that the listeners uh, or people who are watching understand, um, for, especially for someone like Scam uh, in Portland, um, his stickers are all over that city. So. <laughs> If a cop sees him putting that sticker up and he knows that sticker from other places, that's a big problem. So, you know, that was huge. Thing, that, uh, those two so, times that you had, man. Oh, 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 so, man. in the P Pacific Northwest, there's this thing, Poster Giant. People fucking, street artists fucking hate them. Mural artists hate them. They're basically based in Seattle. And uh, what they do is they are like paid postering advertisements, okay? So they go around and they like, they like claim, like they go and just like put up their posters. But what they do is they, they take their posters and they flip them around on the white side. And they, so like they create like this white blanket and then they put their posters uh, up around the city and stuff like that, which they can do because of the the laws here and stuff about you know uh posting bills and stuff like that it's very laxed here i've been stopped putting up we paste before with somebody and a good tactic we always do is we always have somebody has a nice camera because we can be like oh yeah we're doing a photo shoot and they're like look it comes off the wall and just like peel it off the wall and they're like oh yeah yeah no problem it's just we're, we're like for nike or something Great idea. These are so all great. Uh, <laughs> these are all great alibis, man. You, you know, what I mean. Yeah, I'm giving <laughs> away all my secrets. <laughs> no, it, it, exactly. It's perfect, man. I mean, I think like uh, people, you know, a lot of times they run into cops and they just freeze and they have like no fucking idea like what to say or like what to do. At least you're giving them some. I just try to play it cool and play it dumb. Like it's like, oh, what? That's illegal. Why? There's a bunch of other ones right there already. Oh, it's okay. Well, I'll take it off, you know. What you said um, is very key there. You got to play dumb because the last thing that you want to do is coming off smarter than the cop. Oh, this is my art. If I was like, mm, this is my art, like, they're going to be like, oh, here's the handcuffs. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck your art. Oh, no, it's for a band for capitalism? 
sounds great. Go for it. You know, like <laughs> that's like kind of like yeah. I don't know. Cops are dumb. So uh, yeah, the other, they, well, they, they, they deal young. with a lot of dumb people too. So when you act dumb. They're not surprised, basically. <laughs> They're right. like, oh. They're like, just look at you like, what? Huh? Like, oh. Another dumbass. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Dude, that's awesome, man. Well, we pretty much hit an hour, man. Shit, dude. So, I, I mean, uh, dude, it's awesome. Yeah, time flew by, Teach. I mean, we're talking about... Thank, thank well, you for I, having I really, me on the show, you guys. Dude, we'd love to have well, you back I, dude, again, we, man. We, oh, yeah, we'd love to have you back again. Um, I we'll have a feeling that, that uh, we'd easily cover an hour and still have plenty of plenty more to, to cover. But um, dude, when COVID's over, uh, we're going to be awesome. traveling for the show, man. And Portland's definitely one of our stops. We want to kick it with you, uh, RX, you know, and all you guys, man. And maybe do like a little video and stuff like that, too. So, Oh, yeah. Dude. I'm sure a lot of the artists would be very stoked. There's a lot of people here, like, are very friendly for the most part. Uh, in yeah. This community. Dude, Portland. Yep. Everyone has they're, has their own ideas about things and you know their processes and everything so you know portland i just feel like there is they're not so much in like the rat race you know what i mean there's like less traffic yeah. people like their their pace of life is definitely slower you know and then they're they're entertaining it's the rain <laughs> no here's you know my my take on on portland is they um they know how to take care of themselves you know they feed themselves well they entertain themselves well and they care you know and i fucking love that they definitely uh yeah you know definitely stand up you know i, I think that uh they were the portland people they're still protesting well a lot of la people we've fatigued already you know what i'm saying so uh we got to support it it's still going on every night like there, I think last night there was like 3,000 or 4,000 people downtown again. You know, a wall so, of moms, man. Like, how amazing is that, moms. man? You, you know what I mean? Like, that that's such a Portland thing at the end of the day, too. You know what I mean? Like, get the whole family involved, man. Fuck it, dude. Make and the leaf blowers? I don't know if you saw the leaf blowers or not Yeah. Yet. yeah. The dads with the leaf blowers? That's yeah. genius. Yeah, it is. It that created is. a tornado of tear gas in downtown Portland like four days ago. Like, <laughs> all these like, you know. <laughs> oh, oh my man. God. It's amazing, man. I, I think, I think I remember when we were watching the Hong Kong people protest and everybody was cheering them on. I mean, this is like how I feel about you guys right now when, you, you know, Portland's still protesting and it's like, dude, we can't do much, but basically we're in solidarity with you guys. You, you know what I mean? Because, uh, right. you know, having federal agents uh, pull people into, you know, hurt cars and while they're staying at the Marriott, man, like, that just smells scary. like, but, you, you know, it's scary and it's definitely wrong, man. You, you know, so uh, uh, I'm with you, man. You, 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 know, you know what I mean? <laughs> awesome, Doing man. Good. Stay safe and, uh, you know, Get up when you can safely, but stay safe, bro. Yeah, COVID. Oh, yeah, totally. Man. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, shit, man. Thank you so much, Scam, for coming on the show, man. And uh, no problem. Uh, Thank you. And yeah, no problem. And uh, to the audience, love you guys. Take care and peace. <laughs>